Welcome to the Art and Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. This podcast is an experiment in philosophical conversation, intended to inspire hope and inspiration in your creative pursuits. Follow along as I interview creatives from all backgrounds and walks of life. Listen while you work, listen while you create, listen while you dream up your next breakthrough idea. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, or craft, whatever that looks like. Now, let's dive into this concept we call creativity. All right, everybody, we are here and we are ready to rip. I got Caitlin Parsons on the episode today. She is awesome. She's a good friend of mine. She, she and Haley, my fiance, moved out to uh, Southern California together about nine years ago. And so I've known her for a long time. I've seen her growth, her transitions through life from uh, being a dental hygienist to getting deeper into yoga and, um, and now into life coaching. And the yoga has blossomed into all sorts of different things. And in this podcast, we dive into all of that. We dive into um, some of the things that Caitlin has dealt, has been dealt with, has been dealing with, yeah, has been dealing with, rocked out, grown through um, triggers that have been evolved and um, yeah, growth points. And then how that has been turned into like the life that she lives with uh, helping people the way she does. And there's a little special bonus meditation in here i don't know if you like meditating or not have you ever tried meditating do you meditate regularly either way there's a good little one in here and uh yeah i got into a real nice deep zone through it and i'm sure you will too so without further ado caitlin parsons welcome everybody to the podcast i'm your host taylor gallegos and with me today is a good friend of mine this is uh she's very talented she's very knowledgeable i would say wise in her uh expertise and field of study and so this is the one and only caitlin parsons caitlin thanks for being on the show thank you for having me taylor i'm excited to be here yeah Hell yeah. Well, uh, why don't you start us out by who you are, where you're from, how you got to where you're at, and what you do. Yeah. All right. So I live in San Diego, and I'm originally from Boston. I was born and raised in Boston and moved when I was 24 out to San Diego with your partner, Taylor. Um, And I moved to San Diego or I moved away from Boston because I had worked for two or three years as a dental hygienist right out of college and started experiencing pain in my body right away. Um, I was in a car accident when I was younger, a really bad car accident. And the combination of that, not taking care of myself and having bad posture, and then just the work of being a dental hygienist, I experienced pain all over. And I found yoga. And I remember walking into my first yoga class that looks very different than anything I teach now is a Bikram yoga class. Um, But I started to just feel better. And I couldn't even describe how I felt, but really, now in reflection, it was, I felt more connected to myself. I felt more connected to my body. And I started to, I remember being in my 
my operatory one day with a patient and I just had this download of like, you are here to help other people heal, heal their bodies and that begins with you. And so that was really the beginning of my self-care journey, my yoga journey, me taking care of myself. And at the time, not only was I in a lot of pain, but I was such an anxious, anxious person, a people pleaser. And so coming into my body and learning that took a really long time and it was not easy, but um, that led me to my first yoga teacher training, then moving to San Diego with the desire to find a quote unquote therapeutic yoga training. And there wasn't really any at the time. This is back in 2011. Um, but moved to San Diego, got my dental hygiene license, which took over a year. And it's funny because right when I got my dental hygiene license, um, which was so long and just tedious, I was like, okay, I'm recommitted. I want to do this yoga therapy thing and I want to help people. And I like declared it. And two weeks later, got an email from a yoga studio, the soul of yoga and Encinitas that was a mile down the street from my house. And they were like, we're opening San Diego's first ever yoga therapy program. And I was like, what? So second person signed up, um, became a certified yoga therapist, which is over a thousand hours. And really that was a deep dive into my healing journey, into understanding the body, into realigning my body. Um, and of course, learning how I can help other people do the same. Um, so from there, I continued practicing as a dental hygienist, as a yoga therapist, trying to find my voice and my way and what felt good for me, which took a while. Um, and then fast forward to this year, 2020, it feels like 20 years. Um, I quit my dental hygiene job officially, which I've wanted to do for so long, went full time in my yoga therapy business, left a partnership of nine years, which was really challenging and moved. So the practices of yoga and taking care of myself have uh, been extremely necessary during this time, but that's a summarized version of where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. So there's a couple of things that stand out to me that I want to uh, have you, have you unpack a little bit. So there's like uh, the concept of the download when mm -hmm. you were in, when you were doing dental hygienic work and then you had this download. W what do you mean by that? It was like, yeah, go into that. Yeah. I mean, then I was 24 years old. I was not really spiritual at all. I was, like I said, not connected to my body. So then I wasn't describing it as a download. 10 years later, now I'm like, oh, I see. Um, I, I remember sitting there and like I said, because I was so anxious and disconnected from my body and like helped other people instead of listening to myself, the internal voice and dialogue was very muted. But this was super clear. Like I vividly remember working on tooth number eight and nine. And it was just this like in my body experience of like a knowingness that that was happening. And I remember being like, like almost like the look around, like what was that? And where did that come from? And I just kind of sat with it. And of course my mind was like, no, 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 you're not like, you can't do that. All the limiting beliefs, but there was just this like in that moment, it was the most clear thing that I had probably experienced ever of just like, this is the way it is. And um, whether that we want to call that my intuition, whether we want to call that a connection to source or God or whatever you believe in, um, it came fully and it was in my body. And it what 
the distinction I think I, I, especially in reflection that feels different than like our internal voices, it felt so good. It felt very expansive. It felt different than my head voice, my mind voice, which my mind is like constrictive and rigid and all of that. So a download felt, yeah, expansive and really good. And also like very scary and felt like out of nowhere. Mm. Yeah. And so then that, that the mind voice that you're talking about, that seems like that's more like the ego, like trying to protect you and, and keep you safe. Um, whereas this one is like more of a, a soul type connection to, yeah. to everything. Wow. And then, uh, and so then you went along and it seemed, I mean, you've been on this path of like uh, self-awareness and like growth in terms of that and like you were you were a people person uh, or a people pleaser and i have definitely spent a lot of my time in my life being a people pleaser and have had like a similar self-awareness thing what what is what was that like for you and what was the effect of it um it's i almost said it still haunts me um i am still working through it i I'd say it still took a really long, like choosing to move to California pretty much by myself and not having necessarily the support from my family. That was a, a defined moment of me choosing me. And I remember being scared shitless. I can say that, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right up. Um, and since then I've just more and more start to flex that muscle, if you will, of listening to my inner guidance of, uh, my intuition. And the more that I listen to that, the more that I take care of me, it becomes easier to continue flexing that muscle and continue taking care of myself, if that makes sense. But, um, honestly, like going through this, this last year, I still found those paths. Of course, we always think like, oh, I'm healed. I'm so much better now. Everything is good. And I was on that track, especially with people pleasing. And then going through all of this, I found with like the closest people to me or the people that trigger me the most, aka my parents, I found those patterns still coming up with all of this that I've been going through. So it's been a lesson and a beautiful opportunity for me to keep choosing me and to, um, and not that I'm not, so I, I think for me, I really needed to find the balance of me and my inner voice and my inner truth and my inner knowing and finding that daily and also being able to show up for other people and listen to other people's perspectives and, you know, and support other people. But it had to come from a place of filling me up and knowing me before I was able to give or listen or expand to others because I'm sure you get this. Like if I don't take care of me, if I'm not connected to me, it is so easy for me to just give and, and, and with all of the giving to everyone else comes their input comes in my mind. Their judgment is mine. like the exchange of energy is just different rather than creating a boundary for myself, um, to take care of myself and to know my truth, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, uh, if it's out of balance, I mean, wanting to please people is good to a point, but if it's out of balance, then you do, you start doing it at the expense of yourself mm -hmm. and, and then like your energy, you know, like pe different people bring in different perspectives and energy. And uh, if you don't protect that, then it can like muddy the waters of your, your own vessel. And I mean, 
from even further than that, like you can, I found myself in certain instances resenting other people, even though I was doing the giving so much, I'm like, well, they didn't even thank me. They didn't even do this. And it's like, you, you chose to do that, A, so you don't have to be resentful. But then the other piece is I feel like it muddied the water in regards to my truth and my path and the work that I do. Because if I am a people pleaser and I'm constantly focusing on everyone else, even on going on social media and like scrolling through, well, they're doing that. I should do that. I'm going to make my version of that. And it's like, it distills down the, the magic of who we each are. If we're constantly taking care of other people at the expense of ourselves. Yeah, totally. Wow. And then, <laughs> then this, uh, <laughs> How much do you feel like all this uh, self-awareness journey has been directly related to the practice of yoga and how does, how has that worked? Um, great question. Yoga has allowed, yoga was my gateway to self-awareness, I would say. Um, and really the physical practice of yoga was my gateway to yoga, was the gateway into tapping into any of this internal world. So um, for me, it's been huge um, because there's so many different pieces to yoga. There's breathing practices, there's movement, there's in so many different kinds of movement, there's meditation. So the the moving in my body, the um, moving the energy, if you will, is is so important and really moving my body and understanding my body and where I'm carrying tension, where I'm holding on to things, um, that creates a, a reflection, right? And then breathing, slowing down, shifting your nervous system allows you to actually be calmed down enough to pay attention to it. Uh, and then of course, stillness offers that opportunity to, whether it's painful or not, to, to listen and, and, um, to be aware. And there's of course, different parts of the yoga practice that um, are about taking care or like looking at ourselves and um, reflecting. So huge. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if you would maybe lead us through like a two minute meditation. Ooh, on anything specific? Whatever you want. I just, just assume that a lot of the listeners maybe have never meditated before. Cool. Well, let's just drop into something that's super easy and gets us in our bodies because I think that's a, a nice gateway. So I'll close my eyes. If you're not driving or doing something, <laughs> you can uh, close your eyes, do that, or just gaze down and uh, feel your eyelids covering your eyes and allow that to be your sign, your symbol of tuning inward. I'm just taking a moment to bring the awareness into the breath and just without shifting anything at all, just notice the breath in this moment, whether you're breathing in and out through the nose or the mouth, doesn't matter. And start to notice how it feels in your body as you breathe. So maybe you notice the belly expand and contract as you breathe. And start to slow down the breath a little bit. So as you inhale, start to fill the belly, the ribs, and all the way up towards the chest. And as you exhale, feel the chest soften, the ribs sort of knit in towards the midline and the belly draw back towards the spine. And just continue this, really just guiding our awareness into our body, into this thing we do all of the time in order to exist, yet oftentimes don't even pay attention to. 
and starting to feel your rib cage expand in all directions as you breathe, front to back, side to side, kind of this 360 degree expansion and contraction. Really getting in your body here. And then start to sense your shoulders and start to sense your shoulders just drop a little bit away from the ears. And feel that sense of heaviness move from your shoulders down your arms to the elbows. And from the elbows down the forearms to your wrists. And then awareness throughout your whole hands, hands, fingers. Sense the palms of your hands. And then allow that awareness to trickle back up the arms, to the shoulders. Sense the entire spine, the middle back, your low back, and then your pelvis, your sit bones. And feel your sit bones, if you're sitting, grounded and rooted. Whether it's on the earth or your chair, whatever's beneath you. And feel that connection to the earth here. Feeling your legs, whether you're cross-legged or standing, doesn't matter. Feel your legs and their connection to the earth. And then awareness back to the hips and then bring your awareness to your tailbone. And imagine at the very bottom of the tailbone, is a string. Imagine that string goes down to the earth. Begin to imagine it like actually touching down the earth. And then begin to imagine a string going further into the earth and kind of going through the different layers of the earth, maybe grass and dirt, soil, the deeper layers of soil. And then begin to imagine this string coming to the center, the core of the earth. And feel this connection even deeper here. And when you feel plugged in, bring that awareness back up the string through the layers of the earth to the tailbone. From your tailbone up the length of your spine to the top of your head. And then begin to imagine an opening in the top of your head. Imagine this beautiful, it could be golden or white light moving through the head, or maybe even moving down the body. And just take a few moments to feel this expansion, this lightness, this warmth coming in from above. You could imagine this is source, this is your higher self, whatever resonates. Take one more moment here, just filling yourself with this light. And then slowly let that go, bring the awareness back to the breath. Bring your awareness back to the center of your heart. And then if it feels comfortable enough for you, one hand on the other over your heart and just take a full breath here in gratitude for yourself for this moment. Hmm. And you're ready, if your eyes are closed, you can open them. Mm. <laughs> that so there's that. 
Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's so cool how the way the difference between the way you feel before you meditate and then after mm-hmm. it's like noticeably just smoothed out yeah just kind of ironed out and i think what's really cool um especially for someone like me when i first it's it's funny people now see me and they're like oh you're so calm yoga you must have been doing yoga forever i used to be the most like i said anxious like uh not even type A, but like, these are the way things are going according to plan. We can't go with the flow, like disconnected from my body. Yoga is really, really intimidating. Meditation was really, really intimidating. And what I think is really cool and what I love to support people with and teach people is there's so many different gateways to meditating and it doesn't have to be sitting cross-legged on a beautiful cushion, quiet and just in stillness. It can be scanning your body. It can be laying completely down and doing a guided meditation. There can be a walking meditation in nature. So there's so many different gateways and portals to coming into it. So um, yeah, I just wanted to share that for those that might be intimidated by it or new to it and, um, yeah. What do you, what do you feel like the essence of meditation is? Um, meditation for me is slowing down enough to reconnect to me, me at my truth, me beyond my ego, me beyond the limiting beliefs of my mind. Um, for me, meditation is coming back to my truth and my essence. Um, and I connect with uh, what I describe as like source energy or even my higher self. Um, But meditation is a way for us to slow down and to um, continue to increase the conscious awareness, I guess. Yeah. I haven't been asked that in a really long time, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You? Um, How do you describe it? How do I describe it? Uh, I feel like it ha- there's definitely something to do with silence, like creating the space for silence so that uh, we can isolate what's going on. And so, you know, those thoughts from our ego, from our mind, uh, they're constantly going on. And when we're not meditating, when we're just going through our normal life, like this Western mindset, we wake up in the morning, we got our to-do list, we got, you know, it's as if we're driving a car. And all the things that are that we're seeing in front of our windshield are are going to affect us. Like they're going to hit us. We need to get out of the way. It's like very uh, action reactive. Yeah. But then when you meditate, it's like you sit there in a still space, and then your thoughts go, and it's more like you're sitting in a movie theater watching things on a screen. So they're not like you. You like disconnect one level. So then you can actually like think about and feel like. isolate the elements and then you can see like oh wow that's a thought that's a people-pleasing thought where's that coming from rather than in your normal waking day you're like oh i need to like make sure that this person's happy or else this and like you don't actually like stop to think why Mm -hmm. and uh and so that's where i feel like meditation is it's such a good transformational tool for self-awareness especially because like we all have these patterns that were created from childhood from being raised where we were how we were you know, all of our parents did the best that they could, but they still imprinted us. Or we were all still imprinted with certain understandings of reality. And 
through meditation and yoga and mindfulness and self-awareness, we can see like, oh, this is why I do that. And actually, I don't need to do that anymore. Like, what's, will you talk about um, like your anxiety element and then like the transition out of that and like what that's, what that's been like? Yeah, I mean, I think part of what I've shared here describes it a little bit, but um, my anxiety was, I, I think, kind of like what you were saying with being how we how was we it, were was it formed. How was it formed? When was it formed, and how? Like, the womb. No, I I remember being a very young girl, and so. I guess backstory. Um, I am. I have an older sister. She's 11 months older than me. Before she was born, my parents had a son, and he died suddenly from SIDS when he was four months old. And it wasn't even a year after he passed away that my sister was born, and then 11 months later, I was born. Um, and my parents, like all of ours, did the best that they can. They were very loving, but they didn't heal that wound of, of the loss of their son. And so I, with the sensitive soul that I am, came in and I was the one that when my when I knew my mom was upset, I was like, okay, what can I, I silently trying to please and take care of everyone and almost corral everyone to feel comfortable and at the risk of ignoring me, of not supporting myself. So I think when I take that through the layers of my life, it's when we are super disconnected from our bodies, we are super disconnected from our thoughts and we are taking everyone else's in and everyone else into consideration. Anxiety feels like inevitable because you are living in this space of your head. And so for me, again, my yoga therapy journey, my yoga journey came, it started with the gateway was my physical body, my chronic pain. And once I started to understand that, um, heal my chronic pain, and really I was more connected in my body, it became super clear that I, like when I was anxious and that I had anxiety. And I, I never actually, I never had anxiety so bad that I got anxiety attacks. It was like a low level hum of like busyness and uh, going throughout my life. So it became very clear once I was actually like, oh, this is how it feels to be in my body. It became clear that I was anxious. And so um, it's been a really interesting journey to come out of that because there were so many layers. I mean, I'm 33 years old. There's been many layers of, I've done this throughout my entire life, but um, my, so my physical body is my gateway. So when I'm anxious, it was as easy as, okay, let's move my body. Let's go in nature. Let's um, move my body in yoga. Let's like dance or shake it out, which is a new one for me actually. Um, but I really had to create massive shifts in my nervous system because I was chronically in a state of go, go, go. Uh, as a people pleaser, I was constantly, like I said, just wanting to help everyone else, not taking care of myself. So um taking care of myself, learning to move my body, learning to be in my body, and then um, learning that, oh, when I breathe or when I breathe a certain way, my nervous system, without me consciously having to know it, I shift from a state of stress to relaxed and to calm. And I vividly remember a, like two uh, Shavasana experiences where I was actually able to drop in and be like insanely relaxed to the point that I got up and I was like, where was I? You know, those experiences. Um, and those were the defining moments of like, okay, 
this is the, not that I want to live in Shavasana land, but that would be great. Um, I, I knew that there was a very clear difference of how I could feel and how I was feeling. And so the work became, okay, when, when do I feel anxious? How can I start creating different routines and different practices that support me? So meditating regularly, like starting the self-care practices. Um, and then I'd say later became the boundaries, my, my energetic boundaries. And um, now it's just like, I'm a like energy ninja of like, nope, you're wasting my time, my energy, like, nope, nope, nope. Um, but it took a really long time to, to get there. Yeah. It's still a journey. Yeah. But yeah, gateway was through the body, um, into guided relaxations, um, into yoga nidras, practices that I could get into like my subconscious as well. And kind of rewrite the narrative, re or or shift my my nervous system. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> I'm a geek on this. Clearly, therefore, that's great. <laughs> um, now you had some uh, some experience recently uh, guiding people, coaching people. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, are you referring to something specific, or just in general, my work? Yeah. Just like the, the like life coaching type stuff? Yeah. So part of my practice is therapeutic yoga, helping people with pain, helping people with injuries, uh, posture alignment. That's been like the, the big part, the, the meat, if you will. I don't like to say meat, the juice of my practice. Um, and then the other part of my practice that I'm stepping into is helping people with who have chronic pain or have chronic stress or anxiety. Um, and the deeper layers even of that, of the people pleasers, the um, people that are wanting to harness their own energy and understand how to protect themselves, how to set clear boundaries. So that's been a lot of my work for women is stepping into um, women's empowerment and women's embodiment and helping people um, reconnect to their truth and reconnect to their power. And it's, it's women are, men are too, but women are, are such powerful people. And a lot of us just don't even know it. And we give all of our power away. And one of the clearly most important things to me is helping other people create this connection that I've created because I am my most powerful self that I've ever been in or ever been. And it like, when I look back on myself, even 10 years ago, I had like no power. Yes, I was capable of a lot, but I wasn't using my my power. And I spent a lot of time worrying about other people, of um, worrying if I was good enough, worrying about if I could do this and setting limitations for myself. And um, so a lot of my work is helping people step into their power, their truth and um, busting out those old uh, limiting beliefs and old stories and old patterns. That's awesome. And so, I mean, how exciting is that to watch yeah. growth in other people? It's so cool. I mean, all of my work is really just the most humbling. And like, I was talking to a friend and she's like, I don't know anyone that gets as excited as you do about your clients, but I work with people for like three to four months at a time. And I'm, I've done it for long enough that I'm very intentional about, I create a, a higher vision outline of like their goals and what we want, like where we want them to get to and we're clear on where we're at. So I'm kind of the guide and bringing them along the way and I know where we're going. And of course things come in the way and we, we shift as we go, but it's so, so cool to, it's hard to go from A to B. And when you have a guide and someone that's like, 
on your, sh- your days that are shit and you're having a hard time and you want to give up and you're tired of this and it's not working, you're not seeing the results. It is so powerful to have someone to bring you back to that over and over. And so I love to be able to hold the light for them. Like I know where we're going, just keep coming. And um, when they finally get there and finally like that moment of like, oh my God, look at where I am and look at where I was. Like everything around me is different, but it takes a while for people to actually get there. But I'm like cheering people on in the corners. And um, it's cool because it's cool. Like no matter if I'm working with chronic pain or anxiety and helping people create, you know, better, healthier routines in their life or the more women's empowerment embodiment, when we feel like shit, it affects so many areas of our life. When we feel good in our bodies and our minds and our hearts and, and everything, it creates a massive ripple effect in our relationships, in the work that we do in the world, in how we treat strangers. And then that creates a ripple effect. So I think that's what I love doing is essentially raising the consciousness of the planet one by one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And are, are you seeing connection like connections between chronic pain and then the emotional element underneath uh and then like the spiritual outlook and like are are you seeing all of this tie together yeah a thousand percent for a lot of people and some people will i feel like there's a chronic pain is like the beginning point for some people like the gateway to working with me and then it gets a little bit deeper but it's cool i have two or three clients that i've been working with that started with me with chronic pain like i just have one thing i need you to fix and now two years later three years later we've gone through so many different layers and now we're in the emotional and spiritual parts but it we had to go through the other layers in order to get there so yeah it's it's really really cool our yeah the human body is fascinating and the human like physical and energetic and emotional body is it's powerful and it's all connected yeah and it's cool that that we're thinking that way now uh in this society i mean other cultures have been thinking that way for a long time but this culture it seems like especially in the last like 30 to 50 years people are just like i mean I'm basically just like a car, you know, I have an issue with my elbow, like switch it out or give me something or whatever. And I just keep on running. Like it's, it's, Mm -hmm. but it's actually what it seems like is we're just so much more of a holistic system. We've got like our emotions, you know, repressed emotions reside in our body in certain places and then end up like turning into pain over time. And Mm -hmm. um, disease is like starts as dis ease at different levels of whatever in our lives. It's really interesting. It's so cool. I know it's, I was just talking to my parents the other day and they are my biggest teachers. Cause my dad just shattered his elbow for like instance of, yeah, he shattered his elbow. He went to the emergency room and they're like, Nope, no break. It, it, like he has a floating piece in there. And anyway, he went to the emergency room, nothing happened. And now he's just like super busy with life. So he's going to wait till the spring to go to a physical therapist, even though he has a piece of floating bone in there. And it's, it's one of those moments that I'm like, dad, like, you know what I do a, and also there is so much that like with this injury, it's not just this, it like, now you're going to have inflammation in this area and the inflammation, you know, affects different areas and the yeah when you're 
in pain all of the time that just takes a toll on your whole body on your whole energy level on yeah, yeah. so they are my teachers <laughs> we're all just learning and doing the best we can though right that's right that's exactly right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing here um all right well this is great do you want to jump into the uh question section yeah throw them at me okay okay this is where <laughs> it gets crazy um all right uh if you were to walk into a room and there's a little girl sitting there and she's about 10 years old you walk up and it turns out it's you it's you as 10 at a 10 year old age and you have the opportunity to give yourself one piece of advice what would you tell a young caitlin mm, what would i tell young caitlin i immediately felt and saw myself just like give myself a hug so i think love yourself take care of yourself um at the end of the day we are to some extent all we have and when we take care of ourselves that um yeah it's just really powerful mm -hmm. love yourself love it <laughs> um who if you were to name one person would you say is a major influence in your life one way or the other this can be professionally personally spiritually anything Mm, who is one person? I don't know why it's so interesting how this happens, but um, Joe Dispenza is coming up. Um, he does a lot of work with. Um, I love Joe Dispenza. Yeah. I don't know why that came up. And, and one of my yoga therapy teachers and mentors uh, came up as well, but Joe Dispenza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joe Dispenza's work is really interesting. Yeah. I had, okay, I'm going to tell a story here for a second. Yeah. So I was, I played soccer for my whole life and I was playing in the Encinitas YMCA men's leagues. This is like high level soccer, amateur, but high level. Got in this final game and this guy kicked, the, like there was a bouncing ball and me and this other guy were going for it. And he just, he'd been kind of reckless the whole game and he wildly swung, swung his kick at me and just, kicked the shit out of my leg didn't even get the ball and it was like felt like a fire cracker went off in my leg um i fractured some bones in my ankle it was like it was very painful and um but i was working at the time i was doing construction i was busy i couldn't not work so i just like wrap it up in the mornings and go and kind of doing what your dad was what your dad's doing and uh meanwhile i also had like i was just like angry about this guy and uh, for about a year and a half, I had this giant bump on my ankle and it just wouldn't go away. And the ankle got a little bit better, but it was still, it was like tender. It just like was painful. And then I read this Joe Dispenza book, Becoming Supernatural. He talks about- In the middle of it. Oh my God, it's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he talks about like, uh, basically it's like quantum healing. It's like basically the saying that like, your body has the ab ability to heal, but if you- and to do it in a meditative state, you can heal so much faster because you're not connected to the rules of three-dimensional reality. And a lot of your energetic holdups are, exist there and not in the physical world. They manifest in the physical world. So I read this book and I'm like, all right, well, I got this ankle thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some meditation on it. Within one week, it was just gone. Like the bump went away. Uh, and part of it was like releasing my anger about the guy. Yeah. And so I like 
did some meditating on like his perspective you know he's just doing the best he can he's like whatever going through his shit in his life and like we, oh, like one week and wow. then it was just like better after being messed up for a, a year and a half i'm like that's either a crazy a coincidence, coincidence or yeah. <laughs> it was wow. nuts it was nuts it's powerful he's powerful yeah. he does great work yeah really interesting stuff the, yeah. the world is a pretty wow. wild place <laughs> yeah. so are our bodies yep uh-huh um okay uh tell us about a five-year goal that you have what's a what's a positive five-year vision for you um where do you want to be actually really interesting for for a really long time i had a a vision and now it's shifted a lot and so five-year vision is actually really hard to pinpoint what I want to be doing and where exactly I want to be. I know that in my body and, and I want to feel, um, I know I'm going to be continuing to do the work that I do, but in a more expansive way. And I don't know what that looks like and I'm open to the possibilities. Um, but I'll be continuing like full heart centered work. Um, and, I want to say working very little. And when I say that, I mean, and it, I continue to work less and less than I ever have before, um, but less outward action and more work to work on myself and in my body, because that translates to the work that I give my clients. Um, so just taking more time to explore, to travel, to um, continue to better myself, to meet new people. Um, speaking on stage feels very far away right now, as far as like 2020 and COVID. Um, but I, I know that I'm going to be doing a lot more speaking, a lot more like bigger events as far as that. Um, that's really my, my, where I'm at. Great. Buying a home. Not sure where. Mountains or ocean or both. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That all, yeah. that all looks really nice. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um all right well here's the last question and that's what's your definition of art oh that's such a good one for me because i was very repressed creatively so my definition of art would be um expressing yourself authentically. And I guess I'm still learning what that means and redefining it for myself. So um, art for me is the way that I teach, the way that I guide, the way that I take care of myself, the way that I live my life. Um, and I'm learning how to translate that in a different way, in a tangible, physical way. Um, but yeah, I'd say creative expression, authentic creative expression an outlet for authentic creative expression perfect <laughs> you got it right that's the right answer yeah. <laughs> the answer is anything <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah totally that's that's exactly what it's all about and it's cool because that is by definition it's like what everybody does if they do it if they choose to do it that way like consciously um you know, from a, from a space of being centered and, and doing the best that you can and just being authentic. Mm -hmm. um, 
I feel like authenticity is such an important part. And that's one thing that a lot of people miss uh, when trying to do whatever kind of art they want to do is they try to, you know, if you put the cart before the horse and you try to focus on the outcome rather than like the authentic elements that create the outcome, you know, then you're just like chasing somebody else's um, like remnants or exists like, you know, existence that they already have been. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Nice. All right. Well, this has been great. Um, this is where I say thank you to my guest, Caitlin. It's been great to have you on. Um, yeah, I mean, like you, you moved out here with Haley a long yeah. time ago, and uh, and I've known nine you years. Nine years, yeah, yeah. So I've known you for like seven years, and I've seen your personal growth journey, and um, it's been awesome. You're doing a great job. I love seeing how pumped you are with the work that you're doing, like that energy, like when you were just talking a few minutes ago about that, like you just lit up. And anytime you see somebody do that in terms of what they do with their life, it's, it's always going to be a win. And, um, and you're going to just affect so many people positively. And that ripple effect out in the world is, is a good one. So um, keep on crushing it. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Definitely. Uh, where can people connect with you online? Um, I'd say I'm most often on Instagram. My um, username is it's underscore and then just my name. So Caitlin Parsons. And then my website, CaitlinParsons.com. I got all my goods, my monthly membership up there and uh, ways to connect. Awesome. Cool. Uh, well, you got uh, one last. Can you give us one last piece of wisdom? for everybody? Uh, one last piece of wisdom. Stay in alignment or come find the alignment of your heart's truth and continue to follow that against all odds. Yes. <laughs> Preach. You did it. That was great. <laughs> that was a great answer. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Caitlin Parsons, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, my friends, that was Caitlin Parsons. That was a treat. I always like to have meditators uh, lead us through a meditation. It's so cool because everybody does it a little bit different, but it always gets you to a, a similar zone, but kind of in, in a, your, its own unique and special way um so yeah Caitlin's awesome she's on a path of self discovery self-awareness um self-definition and i feel like those things are really valuable for individual humans and when we do that for ourselves we can take that and then bring it to the world it's like mining for gold in our own psyche and world and then we can um we can share that out and yeah, she's doing it. She's making moves. She's making a life out of it. Once again, these are people on this podcast that are making lives from their creative approach, their own work, their drive and uh, entrepreneurs and movers and shakers. And Caitlin's definitely one of them. 
So yeah, if you uh, if you know anybody that might like this podcast, share it to them because this one's got a good meditation on it. And uh, if you have any thoughts, ideas on it, send me send me a message on one of the channels. Uh, again, you can find Caitlin on Instagram. That's where she hangs out mostly. It's underscore Caitlin Parsons. Or you can go to her website, CaitlinParsons.com. All of this is in the show notes. Don't worry about it right now. If you're driving somewhere, you know, to go get your creativity on, it's no big deal. We got you. Um, yeah, I think that's about all that I have on this one. So thanks again for listening. You're awesome. Coming into the end of the year, getting ready for our next year. And uh, I hope you're thinking big. Because it can only go up from here, folks. Oh, 2020. Anyway, cheers.